Roll call, Madam Clerk. Um, Commissioners uh, Meow. Present. Miley. Here. Sullivan. Here. Telos. Here. Acting Chair Chen. Here. Five present. Okay, at this point, it's public comment time. And um, is there anybody online for public comment? This is for anything not on the agenda. We do not have any public comment. Okay, we'll just speed on. <laughs> Regular agenda items. So, the first thing on our agenda today, well, the, second, the next thing on the agenda is complaint hearings, which we have none. Correct. <laughs> so we can hop, skip past that. Regular agenda items, the first thing is to select the chair and vice chair. And uh, Madam Clerk, can you explain the selection process? Yes, um, so there are no rules for um, selecting the chair and vice chair. Um, the, what the commission has typically done in the past is kind of given it to the most senior members. Um, uh, Acting Chair Chen was the vice chair, but because the existing chair um, resigned, uh, that's why she's acting chair right now. Um, and basically, you guys just need to select a, a new chair and a new vice chair. Um, Commissioner Telos has served as both vice chair and chair in the past as well. Um, uh, and it's totally up to you guys to make a decision about how you want to proceed with, with selection. Okay. Do you have any questions, commissioners? Oh, Commissioner Tilos. Um, not a question, but a comment, if you're ready for comments. Yes. Okay. Um, since I was on the commission, this is my third stint. I did a partial, then I did a full year that I just completed now. So it's my third stint. And when I was introduced to being on the commission, it was sort of our, um, I won't say guidelines, but sort of um, we wanted everyone to get a chance to be, you know, the, the chair and the vice chair. And so I was like put into that assistant or the, the vice chair position very quickly. Then as you get a couple years under your belt, then I got to uh, get up to the chair. And I believe this is your first time there, um, Commissioner Chen, so congratulations. <laughs> and how I was looking at, at it was like, well, we have three new people to eventually get you to each be the chair. I would really want one of you to be the vice chair, and then we could just rotate you through there. This way, you know, after year one, we could get it going. You know, again, this is all sort of how we did things. This way, everyone gets a chance to be at the different positions. But I like to go on with that, and I'll vote for that. But if you have differing opinions, then I'd be open to those as well. So, are there any other questions or comments? Are there any speakers? There are none. Okay. So, is there a motion or discussion? I know you guys are all looking at me like, Ugh. anybody uh, interested, wanting to volunteer, being humble or shy or? Well, this is Brendan. I've noticed, so my commission ends in 2024. So I'm only here two years. I think the rest of you are here 2026. Is that right? That's right. So uh, I think that would be moving me too, too quickly <laughs> to put me all the way through to chair by the time of my second year. So I, I'll decline. I'll just stick with commissioner for now. Or, or you could look at that in the other face and maybe we just accelerate you to be <laughs> you could do that too. vice chair. I'm open for that. This I just way, didn't want to be greedy. This way next year, you'll all be set to be the chair. Or when's it expiring? 2024? 2024. December 2024. Mm. And it I would just hate to be groomed for something that I'm leaving on when everybody else, I'm just trying got to make it, fair. Got it, got it. And it is a one year. It's for one year that we, every first meeting of the year, we select the new. Okay. So it looks like uh, uh, two of these other guys should have. Well, you know, um, Madam Chair, I think it might be helpful just to understand what the role of the vice chair, the chair and the vice chair, um, kind of what's expected of them. Um, so that, that way, the two new commissioners who, who don't have any experience here uh, might uh, make a more informed decision. Well, the role of vice chair is to um, chair when the, when the chair isn't here. Otherwise, he or she has very, very little to do. 
So you have to pray for whoever's good health. That, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so I was vice chair last year. So logically, possibly, it might make sense if I take over the chair this year and whoever's vice chair with me would be watching me very closely and, and um, hopefully learning what not to do or what to do, <laughs> and then they would be ready to step in the following year. So, or if I you know, am absent, then you would pick up the, the slack. But it's all very well chore uh, choreographed and uh, standard. There's nothing surprising except, except the complaint hearings. And there's an excellent staff, right? To help. Right. Yeah. The, the staff have been holding our hands and uh, propping us up uh, virtually for, uh, for the past two years. And, uh, you know, we started out with three brand new people three years ago. And um, uh, Commissioner Tilos has been our standard bearer. <laughs> he's, he's our institutional memory. So um, <laughs> I feel like this is uh, drawing straws where no one wants to go next. Um, so you know, I, I think just to kind of move this along, um, if if you're willing to serve as chair, um, I'll go ahead and you know pull that straw, uh, serve as your vice chair uh, to to move this discussion along, if, if that's agreeable to you. Sure, you, you can make that move. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and motion. I don't know if it's uh, acceptable to do it as one motion, um, uh, but I also don't necessarily want to nominate myself. So, um, um, you know, maybe Commissioner Telos, if, if you wouldn't uh, mind. If you want to make the motion for Commissioner Chen to be the chair, then we, I could go and make the second motion to nom nominate you as the vice chair. So it's uh, succinctly, succinctly done. So, I'll second that. So is okay, that so I think you need to make the motion. Right. Oh, I, I, you can make oh, the motion oh, of both, Commissioner Tilos, is what he's oh, suggesting. Oh, you do make, both in one I motion. I do both yep. as, okay. one, as, one, as one act. Oh, sure. Sure thing. Let's see. Well, I'm sort of learning everyone's names now. So. Commissioner Miley. Commissioner Miley. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I make a motion uh, to nominate Commissioner Chen as the chair and Commissioner Miley as the vice chair. Second. Is there any discussion? Well, now that you're vice chair. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go, well, are there, are there any speakers? Um, there is a member of the public who said he, he emailed me and he said he joined and he missed um, non-agenda public comment. So if you want to go back to that afterwards, we could do that, but he has not raised his hand for this item. He's okay. for non-agenda public comment. Okay, is there any discussion? Yes. Since we're in person, I totally forgot about going online to the Zoom, and yeah, no, so they, you're the one monitoring that. Yeah. Okay, so we don't have to be on. No, no, no. You guys are present in person, and if the public isn't here in person, you'll see them, but then I would call up any speakers remote. Got don't it. Don't have to worry about it. Yep. Okay, is there any discussion? Is there a call for the vote? And do you want to do roll call votes? You're no longer required to do roll call votes since we're in person. You can just do eyes, uh, nose, abstentions. It's totally up to you guys how you want to proceed. If a member of the commission is ever remote, participating remotely, you'd have to go back to roll call. And some commissions are staying just with roll call because it was easier, but it's totally up to you guys how you want to do it. Okay, let's do it roll call this time so that, uh, okay. so that we know how you voted. Okay, <laughs> Commissioner Miley. Aye. Meow. Aye. Uh, Sullivan. Aye. Tilos. Aye. Uh, uh, Chair Chen. Aye. That carries by five eyes. Okay. And then if you don't mind circling back to, uh, it's totally your call. We can have him speak at the second section of it as well, but he did email me and said he missed okay. it. So um, how much time do we give for the uh, non-agenda public comment? The first section is limited to 15 minutes, and the speaker just gets three minutes, and there's only one. So right. it would just okay. be going back for three minutes. Okay. So let's have the speaker speak. And there's a timer, right? Right. Behind us somewhere. There is a timer. You know what? It, I forgot to put those up. So let me, <laughs> let, me do, let me call him first, and then I'll come around and put it up for you guys so you can see it. Okay. 
Um, are, you, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, it's Jay Garfinkel. Okay, Mr. Garfinkel. Good evening. Um, I, I just, you know, we've got three, I think three new people here tonight. Uh, and I'd like to give some context. Um, you know, the commission was set up some 10, 15 years ago in response to the passage of the Brown Act, which was basically put in place to make sure that legislative bodies would post agendas in enough, giving the public enough time to uh, be prepared for them. Uh, it also addresses the Public Records Act. Uh, I've been watching the commission now for, I think, three years, watched a number of city council meetings, and I think that the only time that the commission has ever taken any action was uh, when Chair Chen uh, challenged the city. The commission uh, wanted the city to redo something. They redid it. But then in true political fashion, they took away the commission's ability to challenge what they were doing. And I don't think that the commission has ever taken meaningful action to uh, reign in the city, the council. And I think this is largely because whatever the council does is done either with the explicit or implicit permission of the attorney, the city attorney. Then when it goes, when something does go to the uh, commission, uh, the city attorney's people then um, back up whatever the attorney did in the first place. So basically, the uh, members of the commission are stuck with being led by the city commissioner's uh, office. Keep in mind that the city commissioner serves at the pleasure of the city council. So in political, true political fashion, the, the city attorney is not really going to uh, challenge the um, uh, commission. All of you people are appointed by uh, individual uh, council members. And in, again, in political style, you are very much inclined to do whatever your particular commissioner has assigned. I applaud you for serving. I just want you to understand that I have never seen the commission take any meaningful action and um, and, the, and several uh, very laudable complaints have been uh, filed. So um, I would hope that you would use your own judgment and tend to ignore what the city council, the city attorney's representative says, because they are very much in a conflict of interest situation and you are supposed to be opening the city uh, government actions to the public to make it more open. Thank you. Thank you. We're moving on now to approval of the minutes. Uh, the minutes of October 17th, 2023 and December 19th, 2023. Are there any? 22. Pardon me? 2022. Oh, to, yes, it's 2022. <laughs> what happens when you read a script. <laughs> I'd say my name wrong if they had it wrong. It's fine. Um, okay, 2022. So these are the last two meetings of last year. Are there any questions about the minutes? No. Are there any speakers to the minutes? There are none. Okay. So is there a motion? to adopt the minutes or a motion or a discussion? Um, Madam Clerk, would we do this with a single motion? Or yes, you can approve both with one motion. Yes. Okay. I would make the motion to approve the minutes of the October 19th and December 19th, 2022 meetings. I second it. So, uh, I think we clarified that uh, we do have at least three members who have watched the video or lived it. Yes, <laughs> thankfully. So, uh, is there a motion to uh, approve the minutes? Yes. Oh, you did. Okay, sorry. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay, so that's Abstain. three. Oh, okay. Abstain. That's three in favor and two abstentions. Great. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice, Commissioner <laughs> Rial. <laughs> okay, so uh, when last we met, we decided uh, the two main functions of the Open Government Commission is to adjudicate the hearings, the complaints, and the other one is to uh, prepare an annual report for the City Council to tell the Council what problems we found in our uh, hearings in adjudicating. So in the past, last, last year was the first time we wrote a report and as we were preparing the report, actually staff here was able to fix a lot of the things that we found lacking, the procedural things that um, extended the length of our hearing meetings. So a lot of things have been fixed, so you should, uh, you, sh you should thank your lucky stars that uh, we did fix the things that we discovered uh, because that, that year we had, I can't remember because it's so long ago, but we had about eight complaints or something. It was, it was a long year. Uh, and it's, it was like more complaints than all the previous years combined. So it was, it was intense. And in, in handling all these complaints, we discovered a lot of the loopholes and the, and the missing things that we needed to operate. Uh, efficiently as a commission. And I know with three new commissioners, you're going to discover things that we've missed. So each year we submit this report to the city council and we let them know, um, gee whiz, could you fix this? <laughs> There's some things in here that have to be changed in the ordinance. Um, so so we, we went through a great deal of uh, struggle in getting it down and doing it. So what we have, and I, I've had the, um, honor of being on the, um, the annual report committee the first year and then on the second year and both times my fellow commissioner resigned. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me, but um, it's, it's, it's not an easy task and then, you know, commissioners aren't always, you know, they, they get appointments and they get other things and they have to leave, so. But um, all this to say, uh, were, were you able to read the report or should I just go down the report um, highlighting the key points. This is Commissioner Sullivan. I was able to read the report, but an overview would be nice. Okay. Excuse me, Commissioner, um, or Chair Chen. I, I've also read the report, but I, I think as, as you go down the highlights, I think it'd also be helpful to understand um, once this is delivered, does the city formally respond? Kind of what's what happens after we accept this or you know take a vote tonight? Right, right. So that's that's something I realized <laughs> while going through last year's report, the previous year's report. That uh, sometimes this commission, because we have to meet whenever there's a, a hearing, a complaint, we're so busy dealing with the uh, live live streaming motions that uh, it's kind of hard to keep looking, to take a look back and analytically look at what's, what's happened. But that's an excellent question. So uh, this year, uh, Ms. Uh, Commissioner Canberra and I met and we talked about the key items that popped up in uh, three different hearings, one from the previous year that didn't get discussed and two that have are reoccurring problems that cause us commissioners to have really lengthy discussions because there's a lack of clarity in the ordinance itself. And uh, we're thinking maybe procedurally there are things we can do. But basically, we, we saw there was a, an, a complaint that occurred in which a former commissioner filed a complaint uh, asking for a Public Records Act on a council member's social media account. Mm -hmm. And the city attorney asked the council member for, for the postings and the council member did not produce the postings. So that's why the former commissioner filed the complaint 
because he felt that the city did not respond adequately to the Public Records Act. So when we opened that Pandora's box, we realized that um, our ordinance is silent, more or less silent on social media. It might talk about emails, but it doesn't talk about uh, social media because it was written in what, 2009 or something, the ordinance? Well, anyway, you know, everything changes every year, right? No, nobody reads Facebook and I don't know how to post on Instagram. So basically, that question arose. So we were asking, well, are social media postings by council and commission members considered public records? Because it wouldn't be a public records act if, if they were not. And so, um, so what are the mechanisms that the city may take to ensure compliance? So the recommendations were that the city should, you know, in, in the course of uh, writing this up, I realized that uh, AB 992 passed in 2020 and implemented in 2021 clarifies what kinds of communications officials can have on social media. And so actually, in looking over AB 992, I realized that if you're on social media and somebody ask a question like, what time is the office open? Or, you know, where do I find police records? Or things like that. Um, and you're on this commission or on a council, you can answer that question without violating um, AB 992. The violation would occur is if you, Commissioner Miley, ask the question and then or you answered the question, and then I said, oh, but I think that blah, 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 because we voted blah, blah, blah on that, right? Then we're actually having a potential meeting. And if, if uh, Commissioner Telos then chimed in, that would be a serial meeting. So um, this new state law only lasts until um, 2026, because I think the state was just trying to experiment with what that all means. So I kind of answered my own questions, sort of, but it would not hurt to ask city council to take a look at the section in the Sunshine Ordinance, which references um, online communications and things like that, to see if they want to um, incorporate state law, you know, or reference it, and also ask for more, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that, that would be under, uh, the city attorney would have to decide whether anything like that was possible. Oh. Commissioner Tewis. I know it's a lot different because we don't have the hands up on the screen anymore, <laughs> so you're looking straight out with there. But um, just to give the new commissioners a little bit of background on this one and the case that had, it's like, okay, well, there was like a city of Alameda sort of next door account. And of course, that was um, information that I think we all agreed upon. Yes, that's something we would provide in the Public Records Act. But then there's also the piece where it was a, a council member's personal next door account. And then it's like, that sort of opened up the Pandora's box, you know, what is truly, you know, city stuff versus personal stuff, but you are, you know, a city official doing personal things and that sort of, and that's why we wanted to ask the council. It's like, we didn't think it was our decision being on the open government commission to, you know, say what is and what isn't, you know, allowable to be um, presented in this public records request. So that's why, you know, we're asking the city council and it's something, you know, they have to think about with, you know, the rise of social media. So the question that we would put in the in the the questions to the council as a result of this report is: um, Are social media postings by council and commission members considered public records? And if so, when? Would you want to narrow that down a bit, or would you want to make would it be to what extent, like the 
the context of what social media posts would be considered public records. Would it be anything they posted publicly as a public, you know, subject to public records request? No, I think that the council would then narrow narrow that focus. So is it the, so it's just the person who initiated it as opposed to the content that was initiated. Right, right. Because if correct. So so the in in our discussion of that complaint, I asked um, who is responsible for producing that record. Right, I saw that. Because the city attorney's office said, well, we um, I mean, honestly, at that point, the city attorney did not know that the city had a next door account, but it was brought up during the meeting. And so I mean, he's too busy being a city attorney and not <laughs> roaming around the internet. But anyway, uh, it was brought up then that the next door account, if you own an account, you can, you can ask for all your postings. So those postings, it was agreed at that meeting, I, I believe that those postings were subject to Public Records Act because it was yes, the, the city, city of Alameda's the account, yes. um, next door account. But in this case, someone asked a question, some resident asked a question on Nextdoor, and one of the council members responded by posting a list of all the people who signed up for the uh, police reform task force. So in, in a public, they responded in a public capacity. Correct. That, I think, is the gray area <laughs> because. Right, all 200 names of the people who submitted applications to sit on the police reform task force committees. I guess, you know, as a, a lay person, you could say the only p person who would have access to that information would be a public official, but I guess you could take the other side of it too that, you know, a lot of, you know, if you kept up with this, you might know as well. So that's why it's really a gray area that, you know, our, the commission as it standed then, it's like, we need help from the council to let us know and put us in our box. Mm. Like, okay, how are we gonna um, determine when we get one of these complaints again of like, you know, what is, you know, um, should be required of the city to produce. And I wanna go back and say that the city can make the request to the council member or the, the public official to provide, but then they can only act, they can't demand. There is no repercussion if that person does not want to provide that information. If if I could ask a um, ma'am clerk if your recollection of that was correct, or maybe um, city assistant city attorney, if I'm saying that correctly, because your title is not in front of my screen as it <laughs> used to be. But I think that was the recollection. Well, that was my recollection of how it was before. It's like you could always ask the person, and I think this happened in another complaint issue as well. It's like, yes, can did this happen? But they're under no obligation to answer. That that's correct. I, I believe that's exactly the uh, facts of the case. Was that uh, the person on you know that was had their personal account the city did reach out to them and say, "Can you? will you produce these records and provide them to the city? And they said, I do not have them. Right. Yeah, and I, as I recall, I pursued that questioning because I found it kind of disturbing. The uh, city attorney said that it's up to the custodian of records to produce the documents. And I said, well, if the cust custodian of records refuses or does not, then what? And well, we have to, uh, what was it, good faith or uh, rely on, uh, it was, it was a, one of those terms that, um, I, I felt dissatisfied by that in the this, in this sense because I, I know uh, three of you have signed the code of conduct and, and I know you read it, right? <laughs> and so I think that you're supposed to comply with um, Sunshine Ordinance and, and requests. So, so that's, that's where I fell into another little gray hole. Yeah, there's a lot of honor system going on. Oh, so, right, but honor there system. There is no um, 
repercussions, I guess is a good word. Commissioner, Ch or Ch Chair Chen, sorry. Um, I gave 10 minutes for the presentation to kind of go oh, through okay. the report, but you still have, we could either have a commission vote to extend the presentation time, because I know it was kind of interrupted, but I was stopping it when it was, or we can just go into your nine minutes of time, whatever you prefer, however you prefer to proceed. So move to extend the presentation time. Just to stop timing it all together, or do you want me to specific amount of time? What do you prefer? 10 minutes. 10 more minutes. Okay. Is there a... I would second, second 10 more minutes. <laughs> all those in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, I'll give 10 more minutes. Uh, Chair Chen, I, yes. I, I would just say that um, uh, hearing this discussion, uh, that's helpful, um, uh, and, and Commissioner Sullivan, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your question. Um, uh, the, although it sounds like um, providing the council um, more flexibility uh, to come back to us and, and let us know how to, um, you know, if they're going to change, some, modify some of these rules to provide us more clarity so we can adjudicate these issues in the future uh, would be helpful. So appreciate that context that you and uh, Commissioner Tilios uh, provided. So but that's, I, you know, that's I also, I also want to say that important in all this it seems to be that we need to ask for some follow-up because it sounds like these reports are written, posted, and then nothing happens. So maybe one of the things that we want to do at the end of this is also adopt a date by which we ask for follow-up and then ourselves follow up on that since we're basically just asking questions. Um, so you know, we might want to put that in, in the report. We have fresh people here to ask for things. <laughs> No, I, I'd concur. That could be a good way to, like, you know, at least ask for the feedback because if you leave a no timeline, then, of course, no one ever responds, right? Right. Because so if, you, it, because if we friendly ask for a response by a certain number of months, I think that would be a good step yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, in the two documents that uh, regulate or control us, right, is the Sunshine Ordinance <clears throat> and then our bylaws, which are also codified. And nowhere... It says we produce this report and we give it to the city council, but nowhere does it say that, uh, you know, that the council needs to act on these recommendations. But we can, of course, you know, ask for that. That's right, but it, the bylaws say that we're supposed to advise the council. Right. And generally, you, when you give advice, you get an answer. I mean, I think a few of us are lawyers up here. I mean, I regularly give advice. You know, I you should do this, and then something, you, there is a reaction. So you, they either say it explicitly or you know, they take an action. So I would just say we should follow the, you know, we're, we're, we're here to advise, we're gonna advise, we're, we're supposed to produce a report, we're gonna produce a report, and then we should follow up on it. Or else it all, to Speaker Garfinkel's point, feels a little bit mechanical. So. Right, no, no, last year was the first time in the history of the open government that the, the commission that we had the last two years actually decided we needed to write this report because it's actually codified, but previous commissions had not. Mm -hmm. so, so last year was the first time, uh, the year before we did the report, and then three months go by with no meetings, and then we come in and there's a, there's a, a hearing we have, right? And so the follow-up just didn't happen, I mean, but also I have to say that uh, uh, Commission Chair Lopalato was doing a lot of work put, putting in all of the uh, templates together and the complaint forms together and everything. So we were just really happy that a lot of work had been done, but we neglected to actually pursue, well, we gave you this advice, um, you know, what, what, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and to that point, Chair Chen, maybe we should go back to the prior reports and incorporate them here and ask for answers on all the questions that you've asked that haven't been answered. I couldn't agree with you more since I worked on both reports. It's, it's kind of, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good. No, this is very refreshing. This. And just to give a background, since I've been here quite a long time, um, this last four-year stint 
is when we saw a whole bunch of complaints come through. So then a lot more meetings. I think last year we had eight meetings, I think was the number we had. To put that in comparison, when I first started, maybe, oh, maybe close to 10 years ago, I did a two-year stint, and we had a, a year where we had three meetings, no complaints. So that's why we never had this report going out to the council, and this is all brand new stuff, all the procedures that we put in in this last cycle, in this last four years of like actually presenting something to council didn't happen in my first stint like 10 years ago, then I left for the rec commission, then I came back and, well, we're getting complaints now. So that's what, so it's all brand new. So it's good, um, Commissioner Meow, to have you and a fresh face and just to be able to like, okay, well, you know, this is all brand new stuff, but now where do we go as the next set of commissioners to, you know, push this progress through? So thank you. Yeah, and, and just, just to say, you know, I, when, when I was appointed, you know, I spent my time. So I, I feel like I watched all those hearings. I feel like I know your Oakland A's fanship, the bobbleheads you have behind you in, in all those hearings. So no, I appreciate all the time that the commission put in to do all this and you know going through these is, is certainly um, useful. But I do think that you know we're here to do to do something. So we should uh, make sure that we're getting answers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think what we did was we exhausted ourselves because we had um, these hearings and then we had to struggle through the hearings because there were all these missing things to, <laughs> to guide us. And so we, we, were, we were adding those missing things, but now we're ready for the next step. And, and that's why we have these three new commissioners who have fresh minds and <laughs> uh, fresh thinking and muscle. So um, the, the uh, the second question I have here is that 15-day filing period. So the original Sunshine Ordinance was kind of imagined, I think, with the thought that uh, if, if someone, if a council posted an agenda and then at the meeting they didn't follow the agenda substantially, then you have 15 days from that city council meeting to file a complaint. And that 15-day time clock was pretty clear because you, you don't want someone to file a complaint a year later when the council's already made decisions, moved on, you know, done all these things. So that 15-day period made sense when the Sunshine Ordinance was written. Since that time, there's been a lot more public records requests. So the question has come up repeatedly, when does the clock start ticking? And what we found is, is we were getting public records requests, acts, complaints, uh, usually from uh, people who, reporters uh, filing uh, public records requests through the, to the police department. And they would ask for ABC, for example, you know, from this period to that period, and I want documents all related to ABC, and nothing would happen and nothing would happen and then they'd have to go and, and, and call the city and contact the city and then one little piece would come out <laughs> and then it was all dribbles and drabs and so uh, until this reporter filed a public, a, a, um, a complaint, a Sunshine Ordinance complaint, um, then he got the records. So. The Open Government Commission doesn't want to be the, the place that forces uh, a department to produce the records that are being requested under a bona fide public records request. So a lot of times um, the 15 day timed out. So we looked at it and this is frustrating but you know legitimately you can't say it's it's a that you want to sustain the complaint because they got timed out on the public records requests so we needed more clarification on when does the 15 day start when does the clock start ticking just if i may mm -hmm. one thing to potentially add to that question is is 15 days the right number of days I mean, 15 days, people go on vacation for more than 15 days. 
And so an agenda could be posted, something can happen, it not happen, they come back and you know, they, they take the time, they watch the Zoom and now the complaint is gone, right? And 15 days is just short. Um, and I know that this isn't an exhaustion statute. They still have relief under the Brown Act, which is considerably longer, but to the extent that there is interest in actually open government, I do wonder if we should, in addition to asking when the 15 days start, uh, is to ask, is 15 days the right number of days? Because to the extent that the city is interested in certainty, they don't have certainty because of the Brown Act. Um, and so that would be something that I would propose asking is about the number of days. The other thing about the number of days is there's this incongruity between how the procedures and the days are set. So this, the ordinance is in calendar days and then speaks in business days and then our procedures talk in calendar days and it's pretty confusing, frankly. It's 15 days, 30 business days, 13 calendar days to do a submission, Then, but it, seven days before the hearing agendas. It, you know, it's like, oh, a labyrinth of confusion for the average person who's really just trying to understand to be an active participant in their government. So uh, I'd both ask, is 15 days the, the right number of days? And then should we just have some consistency with how we're talking about days? If we're gonna talk about days, let's talk about calendar days or business days, but not both. Thank you. Clearly, you've watched the videos because I remember there was a pretty good exchange with the former chair, Lopalato, with city staff and all of us between the 15 days, the 30 days, <laughs> and all that. I do want to point out that maybe that's something we take on as this commission to ask ourselves, and maybe we put that as an agenda item um, for discussion, and maybe, you know, we take this report as is and we put it and push this one along. But then for this one, we could have a good, you know, discussion amongst the new commissioners and it's like, and put that into the next report. But I'm not saying, you know, I'm against changing this one, but I'm just throwing that out there. It's like, what do we want to accomplish? Do we want to, you know, say this one is good to go, but then we could always revisit these topics as a commission ourselves, yeah. then always add it to the next report. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so I'm just gonna move on to the next one. Uh, again, uh, that uh, B on the third page, uh, you know, talks about that where, and I, I talk about that complainant because that was the most recent one, but in the previous year, there was another complainant who had the same, same issue, which is asking, you know, getting piecemeal, asking, getting piecemeal, and then finally filing a complaint and then finding, getting, getting the documents. So, um, yeah, another uh, recommendation in this report was to uh, perhaps ask uh, city attorney's office or the police department to explain the Right to Know Act which is SB 1421, where uh, there is a right to know three, three types of violations that police departments uh, do, which is use of force, sexual assault by an officer, and dishonesty. So that's something that, uh, again, you know, that it's kind of a softball thing, but actually the people the residents of Alameda should know what they do have access to find out and know, you know, even if it comes back to us as a complaint. <laughs> but you know, that's a, that's, that's a right that was uh, passed into law and uh, requires uh, police departments to respond. So uh, the Roman numeral number four is uh, the whole social media issue with clarifying the language and, uh, and also clarifying the window of time, which is something that we might struggle with ourselves, but it's, it's worth talking about. And um, 
So in closing, you know, we realized that uh, in doing this report, we said, wait, we never got a response from last year's report. So that was like, you know, one of those moments of uh, realizing that we're so busy trying to catch up with the complaints. And, and that timeline, because once a complaint is filed, then the clock ticks on us. So we have to adjudicate that complaint and get it produced. And so uh, I could see that we were on this treadmill and um, now we have some new people to help us pursue it to our next step. So are there any, oh, and then also, um, Madam Clerk produced the uh, page four, page four and five, which actually uh, has the, was it five complaints that were alleging violations, but only two made it to, the, to our gate. Mm -hmm. And then on the, uh, on the website for Open Government Commission, you can actually click on these and, and read, read the whole complaint. So um, we have sustained, I mean, in each of the two complaints that we did here, some of them were uh, dismissed, some pieces of them were dismissed and some were sustained. And in the previous year, we did sustain some of them. So although the speaker, the caller, gave me credit for being the only one, it's not true <laughs> that, that there have been others that were, um, heartened by seeing a complaint sustained that, that they, they followed with their own complaints, which is, is good because that's what open government is all about. If there were no complaints, it would mean one, everybody's perfect, <laughs> or two, um, the community doesn't know they have the right to file a complaint, or, you know, it, uh, you know, you ha it's, it's kind of like people enforcing traffic laws, right? You're going to speed until you get that ticket. <laughs> so I, I think that open government is all about having the residents of Alameda say, wait, something's wrong here. Is this the venue where I can bring that up? And even if their complaint is not sustained, you can see that these issues come up in our report which henceforth I anticipate we will pursue responses uh, more aggressively. So, Madam Chair, to, to mm -hmm. that end, I just have a question for city staff um, because I, I, I agree uh, with the discussion that uh, having a time frame for response from the city um, would be, um, it, it, it's required. Um, so I'm just curious what a reasonable time frame would be if we were to incorporate that into a motion. I can try and take a first. So the 15-day deadline, um, part of the reason I think that the Sunshine Ordinance was, are you asking that? No, I'm, 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 I'm asking if, um, we are to, oh. if we were to incorporate a um, request for the council to receive a report and then to formally respond to the issues that are raised, 90 days? <laughs> I mean, I think you can put in whatever time frame you want, and I, I'm, you know, it's, the council might or might not meet that time frame, or you know, might I, or might not respond. I, I appreciate that. I, I just working for government. I, I understand that you know staff are have a lot on their plate, and so I, I don't want to put out a, a time frame that is not um, realistic. Um, you know, to me, 90 days seems like it would be reasonable. I, I don't know if the other commissioners might have um, some opinion on that, but I, I think some guidance from staff would be useful. I think the issue is that um, if you're asking for a response from city council, staff does not have the ability to require that city council um, take any sort of action. So um, I think that's that's the the amb ambiguity you're getting from us. Is mm -hmm. That that's the issue. Yeah. Okay. So I I remember when I was younger, and <laughs> oh, just yesterday. Right, and and, and, and produce that first report. I asked if we could be agendized on the city council agenda oh. to present the report. Good. And 
and I had no response. So I, I, I don't know, you know, because that's the only way. I mean, we actually don't know if city council members actually read our report. I mean, it's public information and it's posted, right? But was it presented to city council in a, in a, I, I transmitted every, I, yes, I, I do. I transmit on behalf of the commission, this is it, I've done it, yes. Okay, yeah, that has been done. I feel confident yeah. that it was Was it, was it bound? <laughs> I verify what the city clerk says, she does convey it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, we, we did all this work and then it was crickets, right? So, so, you, so you did present it, thank you. <laughs> Just, was raising a strange. Um, in the air uh, question, but anyway. Go we ahead. do have a member of the public whenever you get to the public comment. Okay, part, just so all right. Mm -hmm. I will say this, though, even though we, don't, we didn't get formal answers to even that first report that came out, but a topic was the PRA request, and we have seen great improvement from technology and maybe just more of the awareness, too. So things are happening. We might not get the answer, a formal answer, but we have seen a lot of improvement. If you look at the statistics of like, you know, the PR requests that were made and the ones that um, were actually answered, I think those stats are going up and it's the ones that were not handled and there were glitches in some of where it was sort of piecemealed and some came out that were just a little questionable that, hey, all the information got to them when they filed a complaint. So something might happen there, but I think for the most part, year over year, as I've seen, it's like we've made improvements on these. Things. So maybe, you know, take that into account too. It's like, okay, we didn't get the formal answer, but we are improving. But again, uh, I think as the as the caller raised, is that uh, after my complaint was sustained, the uh, cure and correct uh, function of the Sunshine Ordinance, which was to render that decision null and void. Uh, was promptly removed by city council. And so what the commission did as kind of a fallback was to start posting all of our, um, all the complaint hearings and what happened with the complaints on online. But, uh, you know, in my mind, I thought maybe it would say, and council hasn't responded <laughs> to our, you know, our, our, the sustained complaint. Because last year we sustained two complaints and we, I know that the last complaint, we didn't have any time to, um, to talk about a cure and correct, right? But the previous one we didn't either because it was just a time thing. So, um, Anyway, all this to say, you know, we, we want to tie up the loose ends. And to thank you, Commissioner Tilos, for reminding me that the, we did get a lot done. Uh, well, well, the staff, well, the, the staff in staff the city staff. got things done, and I'm sure, you know, our meetings have helped push along that progress. So. Pardon me? Oh, public. Oh, are there any comments still from us? Any questions? Okay, so I'm going to open the floor for public comment. Okay, we have one speaker, uh, Jay Garfinkel. <laughs> I'm back. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I, I don't know how to say it. It's really frustrating watching the discussions that you guys have. Um, this was supposed to be either accept or not accept the report. Yet what you guys are doing is you're, you're discussing all the stuff. And I think that this discussion should be agendized and the public invited to uh, participate in the discussion. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, what do you call it? A, an exhibit that shows the number of, of uh, PRA uh, requests, but it doesn't say whether they were timely you know, I think you go on the assumption that if there's not a complaint, they must have all been timely. But, you know, a lot of people just throw up their hands and say the heck with it, you know, instead of coming back in, in 10 days or 20 days, it was three months. They just go on with their life. You know, the, the public and you guys too have other things to do than um, 
then sit and listen to all this stuff. The, you know, the, the commission was set up and the Sunshine Ordinance was set up over 10 years ago, and it was with a public, uh, a committee of uh, residents. And I think it's time to update this whole thing, have open meetings where people can discuss all these things and come up with solutions. Um, you know, the uh, social media stuff, you know, I've been asked by a couple of council people not to send text messages or emails because somebody might do something with it. Uh, that's absurd. It, it, it cuts down the, uh, the communication ability. I think if we send something through a private email or a private text, that should be private. If we want to communicate publicly, then we would use the city provided uh, uh, email uh, system. Um, it, it, there's, there's just a whole lot of things that you guys are discussing now that I would love to be able to comment on, but the time is restricted. So if you really want to make some improvement here, I think you need to open it to the public, have more of a, uh, what do you call it, a work, work session uh, and let people uh, uh, comment. You know, there are at least two or three former members of this commission who have expressed dismay about the way things go on in the commission and felt frustrated when they did serve on it. Um, so anyway, I would just ask you to, uh, oh, I, I also want to mention that the report that you're discussing should be an agendized item. It shouldn't be hidden in the staff report. Most of the public doesn't know to go look for the staff in the staff report. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so are we ready to vote? To accept the report because the next report is due in just a few months. <laughs> I mean, it's, it takes us a while. Yeah, I'd make a motion to accept the report. I, I'm prepared to second. Can I just include a friendly, friendly amendment? Of course. Um, to uh, request the council provide a response um, in 90 days to this report. I would accept the friendly amendment. Second. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Abstentions? Okay, so it passes. We're on to staff update. You want to do it? Sure. Um, as some of you may know who had joined the commission by the beginning of the year, we did have a public, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, Sunshine Ordinance complaint that was filed and was supposed to go to hearing in February. Um, and it ended up uh, being resolved through communications with the complainant or conversations between the complainant and city staff. So it was uh, withdrawn and we did not need to have a complaint. Thank you. And to be clear, I guess it, the terminology used by the complainant was it was resolved. I guess he didn't use the word withdrawn, but it was resolved. Is there anything else? I have nothing. Okay, thank you. Okay, commission communication. So we each get five minutes, should you want to use it all, to uh, suggest, well actually, we can't. That, that section, we don't have anything under it because this, this is something you submit ahead of time. The, the next right. session of commissioner communications is the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So this being my first <laughs> meeting where I'm chairing, I can't remember how we get things on our agenda for the next meeting. Would it be in here? So, but, well, it's interesting because this, this section is, that is on your agenda, this commissioner agenda request is similar to the council referral process where a commissioner can bring forward an item that they want the commission to address and the commission decides whether or not to put it on the next agenda. So it's not really you don't uh, put on the discussion, you put on an item to decide if it's gonna come back. So it's a two-step process under commissioner agenda request. Okay. Um, and then under commissioner communications, the point of that section of the agenda is just for the commissioner to, commissioners to be able to 
you know, um, report out on anything that they've encountered or discussed, and that's just like general announcements by commissioners. So that's the distinction between the two sections. Okay, so we're on number six now. So what this means is whatever we've brought up here tonight that you're just dying to talk about, <laughs> we, we can't talk about it now, but we can put it on the agenda for our next meeting. Right, but it has to be an agendized item for the commission to take a vote to bring it back. So there's none under oh, I this see. meeting. Yeah. Okay, so. So any commissioner that wants to raise one has to submit it to the clerk's office ahead of time, and then we put it on under that section. Yeah. So this is why government moves so slowly, but <laughs> this is so that the public can know what we're up to in public. Exactly. So. All these things, these wonderful ideas that each of you raised, we bring it up here and then we vote next time to decide whether or not we want to agendize it. Only if a commissioner submits it in writing ahead of time. Otherwise, it won't be I added. See. Yeah, okay. it doesn't automatically get added. This is a section where commissioners can add items, any okay. item of interest. So but if there's other direction that you've given us to bring back, we would bring that back automatically. But yeah. Okay, so some of these wonderful ideas we heard tonight, um, I would ask that each of you write them down, send them to Madam City Clerk, and then, then uh, next, at our next meeting, number six on the agenda, commission agenda request, it will be on there. Yes. So that way the public knows that this request has even been made. Yes. Otherwise, um, it's helter-skelter, right? I mean, as the Open Government Commission, we have to follow the rules even more tightly than everyone else. And now, we're on to commission communications, and can I take executive privilege and ask that each of the new commissioners uh, give a two-minute uh, introduction so that the public knows who's, who's sitting here? And, uh, and, and the rest of us can know too. So I'll go in order of our new vice chair, <laughs> Mr. Miley. Well, I'll set the bar. I know you asked for two minutes. I don't know if I'll get there. Um, so my name's uh, Chris Miley. I grew up in Alameda. Um, I currently work for the County of Alameda, uh, one of the Board of Supervisors offices. Um, I've lived in Alameda for ages now, um, uh, went to school here, um, Washington Elementary in Sunel. Uh, now I have three kids, we're on Bay Farm, and um, you know, couldn't imagine a, a better place to raise a family. So, uh, uh, you know, pleased to be sitting on this esteemed commission, uh, meeting some new faces, and s working with you again, uh, Chair uh, Chen, um, and look forward to uh, lively discussions as we move forward. Thank you. Uh We'll go, we'll go in order of uh, um, how you got, uh, the order in which you were selected. So you're, le you're last, but. Um. Commissioner Miao. Uh, sure, uh, Clinton Miao. I've lived in Alameda for only two and a half years, which pretty much disqualifies me from city government office because everyone seems to be, you know, having uh, been born and raised here, definitely having have uh, gone to school here, which I have not. Uh, I was born and raised in Sacramento, California, went to school in Los Angeles, and then out on the East Coast in Virginia. I currently work uh, for a mid-sized uh, Bay Area-based company that is committed to uh, solving the retirement crisis in the United States. Uh, one son, um, and my wife is also here in Alameda with me, um, not, too, not too far from, from City Hall. Thank you. And uh, Commissioner Sullivan. Hi, Brendan Sullivan. I moved here in November of 2019. I was in San Francisco for 44 years. I moved here because I love how beautiful it is. And I bought a Victorian home over in the West End. Um, street looks like our very own Painted Ladies, actually, except for the big old apartment building next to it, um, which is, uh, really beautiful and I'm, I'm, um, I've been watching this old house since I was a kid. So I've been working on the house for the past three and a half years. I, uh, I'm an attorney, I've been an attorney for 20 years. Uh, I'm a personal injury, criminal defense, landlord, tenant lawyer. Most of it's 
personal injury. And I, I love Alameda. I've been playing golf here since I was six, <laughs> but that's about it. Um, I, but I've been uh, house sitting here since 1997 for various people that I've known. Um, I know a lot of people here. Um, it's just a beautiful city and I love to be of service. I'm trying to, I mean, right now in this first part of living here, I'm trying to build community and I can't think of a better way than being of service to a city that I, I love so far. Well, thank you very much. I, I can't think of a, a better set of replacements <laughs> for our worn out commissioners. And, and I'm, I'm just very tickled. I'm, I wish there were more women, but the two of you are women and our city council's majority women, so I should not complain. <laughs> Plus, I'm the chair, so that's okay. But uh, are there any other comments? No, I'd just uh, like to welcome all the fresh faces to this commission. I think we all have the, you know, the equal pride and love of Alameda, and that's pretty much all it takes to be on a, on a commission. So um, I wasn't born here either, and I've only been here for as, as long as um, Madam City Clerk. Yeah, and, and as long as uh, Commissioner Sullivan has been house-sitting. <laughs> we got a 97 connection going on here. <laughs> well, you know, then I am going to adjourn this meeting. Fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure meeting everybody. Thank you. Yes. I was so scared I had to share the meeting with the, uh, with the deep complaint. Last year, remember? <laughs>